Yo, 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 it's your boy, JB. What up, people? Thank you for checking us out. This is episode 18 of For the Vibes, presented by Reggae 360, our wonderful reggae rock-centric podcast. I'm chilling here in my home studio. I've got my main man, Evan, on board, ready to go. And guess what? We're going to jump into it. We're going to go ahead and review about eight or so of the hottest reggae rock songs that dropped last week. Then we're gonna let you listen to an amazing interview with the legend, Jeff Pliskin of Raised Fist Propaganda. No, it's not a band, it's a movement, okay? Check him out, Raised Fist Propaganda. It's hot in these streets, as Evan would say. But you know what? After that, we're going to go ahead and review the rest of the songs that dropped last Friday in no particular order. Everything's random, all right? Lastly, we're going to drop a positive thought of the week to help you get through the next Friday. But first, here's a quote from Mac Miller to help frame today's episode. Enjoy, people. I want to say, first off... I have a tendency to really drown myself in my work, do you know what I mean, like nothing else exists and I think it's just kind of like perspective actually adds to the whole process because you, you want to talk about life so you have to live a little, you know. Yeah. And that's heavy man, that's heavy. You know why I picked that quote, man? Because Mac Miller, man, RIP, first of all, I love Mac Miller. Um, he's talking about the need to live life, to be able to translate that into your music, into what you do. And if, that's what reggae music is about, man, living life, learning lessons, growing, you know? You're a dude that's been through some things. I have, you know? We've learned a lot about life, man. That's why... We're good at this podcast thing. I mean, that's obviously all relative, but um, I think the fact of the matter is everything that we do, every every analysis of every song, every question that we have for these uh, wonderful guests that we get to talk to, it all comes from living life, man. That's how we got here. So whatever you are doing, wherever you are, don't beat yourself up. If you're not where you need to be, you're just learning lessons along the way and you'll get there. That's a guarantee. Damn it. Evan, John. talk to the people, man. How you doing today? I'm all right, John. How are you? Dude, I'm more than all right, man. I'm just, I'm fantastic, dude. I'm just like. Well, aren't you a one-upper? Whew. You know what, dude? That's a little trick, Evan. I'm, I'm going to teach you something, man. Talk about living life, man. I'm going to give you a little trick here. If anyone ever says, how are you? Just say, I'm, I'm just amazing. I'm fantastic. I'm just kicking ass today. Today's the greatest day. I love it. I'm just in the zone. And well, even if you're not, that's man, not very nice to trick people, John. What if I'm having just an okay day? You know, I, I'm okay with having an all right day. You know, man, I'm you just chilling. I'm fine. doing my thing, and I'm just doing all right. That's fine, you man. But you know what? You're that? not tricking them. You're tricking yourself. All right? You're putting those positive vibes out there. Then they associate you with positive energy. Next thing you know, the momentum from that, woof, you're right where you want to be, man. So listen, if you're having an all right day, dude, 
that makes me happy. I'm happy for you, man. But I tell you what, dude, I'm just kicking ass over here, dude. So that's what it is, Evan. But we're not here to talk about our day. All right. We're here to talk about some music. And we got a lot of music in store for the people. Um, why don't we go ahead and just fire up, I don't know, a handful of songs before we hop into this interview. In no particular order. But let's start with something special, Evan. What do we got for the people? What's the first song we're about to jump into? First up, we've got a podcast veteran, Joe Sambo, with the song Focus. Solo, everything that's gone wrong sticks to your soul. Nobody to confide in. You'd rather sink with the ship and ride it. You feel inside about nothing. Overthinking every word your mouth says. I come around in the morning. You keep telling yourself, Whoa, oh, mental health ain't honest. You got a fucked up feeling, don't want it. I feel better in the morning. You keep telling yourself. on another thing Joe freaking sample everybody man wow dude that is the track that we needed dude that's the track to cure the quarantine blues that's the track to get a little step in your in your system a little hop in your pop a little dibbly dab you know a little zippity doo dah, Evan. All right. This track, man, Joe Samuel came out with this, dude. It got me fired up, man. Focus. First of all, let's talk about the video, dude. The video was just dynamic. I saw Joe on Instagram um, soliciting people to participate in this video, send in, you know, some clips of, uh, you know, them dancing. And, and I was kind of wondering what he was up to. And then when I saw the full vision, Damn, bro, it was uh, it was fire, man. It was a, it was a message to the people. It was a message of positivity. It got put a smile on my face. It got me moving a little bit, you know. And uh, I just loved everything about it. And 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 if you think about the lyrics to the song, man, it's it's so it just hits home. It just hit home for me. And I don't know, you know, that's because I'm just me. But <laughs> the song hit home. I loved it. I liked it. And it's got the Joe Sambo vibe, man. Joe Sambo dropping singles in 2020. I'm here for that. All right, let's, let's let's be stoked about that. Evan, what do you think? Always excited for Joe Sambo, one of the most powerful voices in the game today. Someone local to us, near and dear to our hearts, of course. Been on this podcast twice with us. Love Joe Sambo. But also I love his videos. He's always putting out some fun stuff, whether he's out in a snowstorm singing or something like that. Um, Joe Sam was a whole lot of fun, and I encourage anyone to go and take a look at the video and jam to that track. Yeah, there were some there were some really interesting cameos in that video too. So uh, this is a song you should uh, you know play anytime you feel down, man. Or if you feel up, play it too. It's a great song. You can jam it anywhere. I love it. It's versatile like that. But a lot of Joe's music is so. Um, sounds like this one came from the heart. It came to the right place, and I think it hit the mark. Okay. It executed. Okay, it was dynamic. 
It's a lot of words, Evan, to describe a song, but you know what? The song deserved it. You know what the song deserves? The song deserves a great song to follow up on that song. Can we get any better? Can we get another fire track, Evan? I mean, Joe Samuels of the bar high, dude. I don't see anybody topping that. But let's let's give him a shot. What we got next? Next up, we've got the song Make a Name by Long Beach Dub All Stars. Ooh, the legends. trying to make a name Evan. a lot of people out there trying to make a name hell we're trying to make a name everyone's trying to make a name i mean that's true the name of the game you know and i do this track was uh again just a heater dude like long beach of all stars has not disappointed in any of the singles that they've released they're all fire in their own way and you know opie man just the way that he's able to kind of take like a simple chorus and just make it hit hard, dude. Like, like, I don't know, man, they, every song that Long Beach Ball Stars dropped has really just made me think they're all just like really, um, meaningful songs. There's no fluff there. They're all meaningful songs written with intent. And, it makes you think, man. It just makes you, it really makes you kind of put everything in perspective that, you know, everyone's out there trying to make a name and, and you just kind of have to do what you do and do it again. I mean, that's the song, you know? So you want to be good. You got to focus on what you're doing and repeat and repeat and get better and learn from your mistakes and get better and do it. And, you know, it's interesting that this song came out because I think in this interview that people are going to hear, they're just they're gonna love some of the stories that Jeff has, especially, you know, running up and knocking on Opie Ortiz's door, you know, and and Jeff talks a lot about authenticity. And I feel like that uh there's a connection between being able to make a name, being authentic. It's all connected. I don't know. Man, that's my thoughts, Evan. What, what do you think? 
Um, I mean, I like all the new Long Beach Dub All-Star songs that are coming out with everything's, you know, either somewhat positive or meant to push a positive message in maybe a different way than some other reggae rock. Obviously, a lot of reggae is positive, but Long Beach Dub All-Stars is doing it with, you know, kind of a pointed dagger. It's like, hey, you know, if you want this, then do this. It's not just some sort of general be happy songs. It's it's a lot of very pointed messages that they're putting into a lot of their new music. And Did you uh, say a pointed dagger? Yeah, it's like it's got a sharp point to it. It's not it's not blunt. It's not broad. It's it's like, hey man, this is the point of this song right here. They're they're coming right at you with it, dude. That's a hell of an analogy, bro. I respect it. I a pointed dagger. That. I think that's good imagery for Long Beach Dub All Stars and their music. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I like anyway. it. Pointed dagger, dude. <laughs> I tell you what, it gives a certified banger stamp on it. You know, uh, I, uh, I guarantee that, man. But point of deck, I like it, man. That's that's good editorial content. Evan, that's good analysis. Evan, that's a great take. Evan, I like it, dude. Anyways, let's switch it up, dude. Let's completely switch it up. What do we got next? Up next, we've got the song I Spy by Lila Ike. You better not butcher that. Oh man, I think you I better butchered not have that, said that wrong, Evan. It's spelled L I L A space I K E. How do I pronounce I, I would, that? I would I say Lila Ike. Lila Ike. But I could be wrong. I could have butchered that myself, dude. I don't know. We're not responsible for butchering names in this podcast. You made that clear. We did our best, but let's let the music speak for itself. Here's the track. <laughs> something that you might like why don't you come over that's a dude first of all that is that's a fun song man that is a, a, a song that gets you moving that gets you dancing dude um i really like lila ek again probably butchering that but as long as we say it different every time we increase our chances of saying it right at least it once. once yeah yes 100 percent um you know what the song to me is is like so she's she sees somebody looking at her and she's assuming that they like what they see or that yeah and they're and she's 
almost like challenging them, like, we'll come over then. And the reason why I like this song is for a couple of reasons. Obviously, it sounds great. It's a great song. It, it gets you moving. But also, it's about confidence. So she has that confidence. Like, oh, you're, you're looking at me, and you obviously see something that you like. Why don't you come over? It takes confidence for that person then to go approach her, especially if they like what they see. Because that's not easy. You know, I mean, think about think about a bar, man. You walk in, and let's say you see something that you like. Like, are you confident enough to walk over there and say hi, introduce yourself, ask them, you know, what they're drinking, where they're from, you know, whatever, however you make small talk, whatever your angle is, you know. And are you confident, too, when you see that person looking at you to say, you know what, you, you like what you see. I know you do. Why don't you come over here? And it's confidence, dude. I love confidence. So. This is a song that um, is it empowers people, and uh, that's one of, the, one of the reasons why I like reggae music. Just that right there. So um, it's a banger, dude. Little John, you UK. you take more depth out of a single sentence than anyone I know, and I I love that about you. You find you you find art in in every place you possibly can. You analyze every word and just you really just wring that towel dry, and I love it. Um, well, you know, you know, dude, she's she has a powerful voice. First of all, she's got like one hundred fifty thousand followers on Instagram. She's massive. Doesn't have an album out yet. Just a bunch of singles, which is fine. She's an emerging star. But you know what, dude? She's from Jamaica, and it's another powerful female voice in the reggae scene. And your boy is all about empowerment. Also, if you want to check out more, go listen to that song. Where is it? Where I come from, or where I'm coming from? I don't know. You'll see it. You'll know when you see it. Fire song, fire track. Anyway, sorry, Evan. Go ahead. Yeah, the other song is "Where I'm Coming From." It is a fire song, and you didn't interrupt me, John. I was just, I was just talking about your take. But let's get back to the music. I'll talk about the music a little bit in this person, this artist, Lila, Lila. However you say it, I apologize. I'm just another dumb idiot on a podcast, but that's all right. Um, actually, don't say I was. That by yourself. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, I won't say it. It doesn't make it true or not, but I guess I won't say it because you asked me not to. Um, okay. I watched them live on an Instagram feed this past week. And you're totally right. Like they were just so cool. Like just dripping with confidence, just chilling. They were like just eating some food on video and letting other people come on to the live Instagram video and like chat with them to have like just random conversation. And there was like asking a, asking and answering all sorts of questions and i don't know it was just like a super cool super cool thing to do as a emerging emerging star of an artist they're just you know? eating some food fire up that video let's get a q a session going why not i'm a celebrity anyway what we got next dude <laughs> up next we've got the band reggae rapids with the song don't call the cops do not call the cops Only getting higher We put 
the truth and do the music, let it find ya. Yeah. And we define got to read between the lines, yeah. We get a light and hit it when I light up. In the night, when I feel inclined, feel my pipe up. When the drop come a pouring in, there ain't no ignoring them. Give a message, work it in. Give a girl a word to send a cool la la. Look at you, na na. Been a minute since we seen you coming through, na na. What's the news? Tell me what's the move. Got me in the mood. Dude, I like it. Don't call the cops. Ev, let me let me let you in on a little secret, dude. Tell me. Boy JB, I spent my formative years, my high school years growing up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Right? I moved from St. Louis up there. And from there, I actually moved to Minnesota and then I came out this way to the Northeast. But I went to high school in Cedar Rapids, man. And the thing about Cedar Rapids, the thing about Iowa in general, people sleep on it. First of all, it's gridlocked, right? So you know, in, in Iowa, there's maybe six or seven cities. And Cedar Rapids is one of them. And it's an interesting city because you've got a, a big cultural blend in Cedar Rapids. You've got um, a lot of wealth. You've got like um, industrial, hard hat, gritty, Midwest, hardworking people. You've got people from Chicago that, that you know, from inner city Chicago that were um, you know, uh, found their way up there and, and that you got like Quaker Oats is there. It's a big sports city. You've got the Cedar Rapids, the Rough Riders, dude. You've got the Colonels, all minor league teams. Like it's just an interesting cultural pocket and everything kind of blends. And thinking about this sound, man, this song started super like dub heavy, a very dub sound. And you know, even the song to me, I hear contrast. I hear a contrast of like hip hop, reggae, even the, there's, there's a female vocal, a male vocal. Obviously we don't make assumptions on the show, but that's what it sounded like to me. But you know, and, and it's, it's got a little grittiness, but it keeps that reggae. It stays true to that kind of reggae rock, uh, you know, affiliation. And I'll tell you this, man, anyone that grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that's trying to do something with their life, man. They've lived life. They've been through some things. They've seen some things. They've been around the block. And uh, I'm a big fan of reggae rapids, man. You know, and, and look at look at all the different pockets of, of reggae rock music. We have just in the United States, Florida, Ohio, Missouri. You got Josh Heinrichs down in Missouri, Skill and Jadu, Tropidelic in Ohio. Why not Iowa? You know, let's represent, dude. Uh, for the Midwest, man, let people know, dude, that's, this is just a good vibe, man. It's a good look all around for Reggae Rapids. And honestly, man, I can't wait to see more music from them. Follow them on Instagram. They got a good vibe. And, um, yeah, man, you know, culture, uh, get yourself a little bit of culture, you know, check out the Midwest. Don't sleep on Iowa. Tired of people sleeping on Iowa, Evan. What do you have to say? You don't sound very tired. You sound like you're, you're pumped up and full of energy. (laughs) 
You sound excited, John. Um, Listen, there's a couple of subjects that get me amped up, Evan. I was one of them, all right? <laughs> you might be one of the only people to say that, but that's okay, John. I'm not going to judge you for it. Um, all right. Reggae Rapids. Back of a song. Right when that chorus came in, I was immediately like, and you know, I don't like to throw around the term certified banger. I try to only drop that once an episode if I can help. Well, we it. said that about every song so far. I, so you you have. I have not. Okay. I have not. I hold back on that phrase. That phrase is sacred to me. But okay. right when this chorus hit, I got to tell you, this is the certified banger of the episode from me. Um, Stamp it down. Man, these are some up and coming guys. They've been doing it for years. Um, hopefully they keep doing it. They keep, you know, maybe they, they take the advice of some of the other songs we've listened to today and keep doing what they're doing to make a name for themselves. Um, okay. they just put out a music video as well over the past day called pack of raws. I'm assuming that might be 420 related. We're just a few days past 420 right now. Mm. Um, I'm sure that's something worth checking out. I haven't gotten to look at it yet myself, but I'm definitely excited to keep listening to these guys. Yeah, man, keep creating. I love it. Well, I tell you what, I'm speaking of cultural pockets of reggae rock music, we got something coming right out of the Sunshine State, man. Ooh. Is that the wait? Florida? Is that the Sunshine State? That's it. Or the Sunny State? Is it's Missouri a, the Sunshine? This no, that's the Show Me State. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what All they right. have to show you, but the yeah, that's that's the Show Me State. I'm not crazy. All right, Florida, let's go, man. Article Sound System. I love Article Sound System with Unfortunate Situation. Let's spin it. What an unfortunate situation that we got ourselves into. What an unusual expectation. We said that we. situation i like it man um article sound system coming with a a different sound that i have i have not heard this sound from them before and i like it it's a little bit more folky you know there's some sounds like piano in the song and i dig i dig the song i dig the the vision behind it because we've all been there some more so than others evan where you you know uh, meet somebody and there's some mutual attraction and you know let's say you act on that and next thing you know you find out very quickly maybe they're not the one for you or maybe you know you can't really go back and that's a common 
theme that happens, man. Once you cross that line, you can't go back. Um, you know, and I just think that Logan Rex does a, does a wonderful job of uh, walking us through that situation. Maybe you learned something from it, Evan. Hopefully you learned something specifically because you've done that many times, find yourself in an unfortunate situation. You want to tell the people what you've learned about that specifically, Evan? Go ahead. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't learned a heck of a lot, man. I just keep making mistakes and going down the same path over and over again, to be honest. You know, I think it is. I think you. I think you just have to go for it, honestly. Because if you end up not liking the person, that just means that you know you can <laughs> you can move on quicker to the next one. You know, it's like, hey, if this wasn't meant for me, then so be it. But see, that that's what I feel like my out. mistake is: is I keep going for it over and over again. I just keep, I just keep going for it. I just keep. Why not? I say yes every time to everybody that uh, has a mutual <laughs> interest. I'm just like, yeah, let's let's go for it. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, but your problem is you keep going for it with the same person after it's already been proven to be an unfortunate situation. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. Um, but no, Article Sound System, another uh, fire single. I just, everything they put out, I'll listen to. And um, I'm pretty stoked to see what the future holds for them. They, I know that they had a bunch of momentum before this whole COVID situation hit. I think they had just... Uh, you know, gotten out of Florida, did some shows, and they probably have some really interesting things in the works. That's a band I could see taking it to the next level. In fact, I know they will, um, and I'll be there to uh, root for them. So, anyway, what we got next? Up next, we've got <laughs> the band Chasing Coasts with the song Get Moving." Garden Grove vibe early on in that song. And it just 
I, I say this a lot, but it really, it did get me moving. And, and I just, I love the energy in the song. He's like, ah, my name is Dougie. I got nothing to say. You know, he's like, uh, he's basically saying, man, like, it's just a fun vibe. It's a party vibe. It's like, what matters right now? Let's just have some fun. This is a fun, loving song. And it's, it's a whole vibe better. A whole one. Uh, yeah, man. This is definitely a song that I would put on the playlist at a party for sure. When I have people over, finally, when I can put some meat on the barbecue. The barbecue. And really get after it, man. Um, I'll be doing it to the sounds of Chasing Coast. And this is my first introduction to Chasing Coast. And it won't be the last. I'm going to look a little bit more into their catalog. Because I dig the vibe. This song was a slapper. Evan, this this song is a slapper, John. But you mentioned the word playlist, which makes me think of one thing. Um, we listen to a lot of music on this podcast. And maybe sometimes you think, man, I think the snippet of that song sounded great. I want to go look up that band and look up that song and take a listen. Well, you know what the good news is? We've got a dedicated playlist for this podcast. If you hear anything you like, we've actually got a playlist that we keep updated. We do a different playlist for every month that has every new song that came out during that month. That's reggae rock related right there. So if you're ever looking for something new to listen to, we've got a little service for you. Well, I'll be damned, Evan. Thank you for letting the people know. Because if you don't know, you won't know. But if you knew better, you do better. And now you know. Okay? Okay. Chasing Coast. Well done. Well done, boys. I was a fire track. And, uh, man, we'll be... be, uh, waiting anxiously to see what you have in store for the people next speaking of the word next evan what is next next we've got nako and the medicine for the people with the song honor the earth comes 
first. If I'm not mistaken, this song came out on Earth Day. And why not? It's fitting. You know, this is a song to remind everybody that we need to take care of what we were given. Um, and it's got a little, a very subtle dance hall vibe to it. You know, I'm not going to gloss over that. I'm going to go ahead and call that out. It's a good track. And it's a track that, like, maybe you throw on when you go for a walk outside. You know, we all need to get outside, especially now when we're all going through this quarantine situation. Get out, go for a walk, go to the woods. Mother Earth right now is having a, a wonderful time. Okay, because we're not out there polluting, you know, uh, just doing damage. We're, we're forced not to right now. And, um, I don't want to get too deep, but it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy when you think about it. And really the earth is the, uh, the only thing that all of us were given and we got to take care of it. Um, and I just thought that, uh, Nako and medicine for the people as always did a fantastic job of taking that vibe and just mixing it up with a dope song and putting their spin on it. And, and, uh, yeah, it makes me want to take mushrooms, you know, great song. So, Evan, you take a lot of mushrooms. Surely you have a pertinent thought to well, add here. That was that was a lot uh, of personal information of mine to just throw on the table, John. I Correct. hate the earth. I, I don't want to do anything good for the earth. You think just because I do mushrooms, it means up. I want positive things for our universe? Maybe. God. <laughs> Why do you hate the Earth? Dude? What did the Earth ever do to you? Man, I'm kidding. I think the Earth's just pretty cool. You know, I mean, literally everything that we are comes from it. If we don't treat the Earth right, Earth right, we're uh, we're pretty screwed, or at least future generations are. And if you can do what you can to leave a lasting positive imprint, uh, imprint. I don't know why I'm stuttering so much. Um, you should. I mean, just doing little things to try and you know maybe make less waste. Or grow a little green plant or grow some of your own food. All that kind of little stuff is really, really positive. Um, and this song came out just in time for Earth Day. Um, yeah. Does you that, does that answer your question, me, John? Dude? The only thing that scares me what? is um, the ocean, dude. The fucking <laughs> ocean, dude. It's a trip, man, when you really think about it. Like, I love it. I mean, I love watching nature documentaries about the ocean because it's just fascinating. But it's also terrifying as hell, dude. It's a whole world down there that we don't even really fully understand. Sharks and shit, dude. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take care of the ocean from where I am right now, which is the land. Uh, but yeah, man. See, I just opened up to you, Evan. I just made myself vulnerable. I told you something that scares me. So you know what? You fucking judge me all you want, dude. But for right now, let's uh let's go ahead and fire up another track, man. Maybe something dank. Maybe dank Williams. Hey, good looking. Here it something is. Something I hear often. <laughs> I'm playing this song. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Thank you. 
song i will tell you why why dank williams is none other than austin from roots of a rebellion and anyone that knows about roots of a rebellion knows that they're from nashville tennessee and somebody like austin who's an incredible musician vocalist guitar player decided to embark on an ambitious journey, which was to blend reggae into some classic country tunes. Example, Hey, Good Looking, done by Hank Williams. So Dank Williams, Evan, is, in fact, it's a, it's a play on words, if you will. Um, dank meaning... <laughs> a way to describe very good marijuana or really just anything that's good. You might have a dank pizza, certainly not a moist basement. That's not the right definition of the word dank. Um, But yeah, man, this, I mean, this whole album is just fun to listen to. It's just a nice mix up. I love listening to reggae get blended into anything really. I mean, you can give me any genre of music, especially Nashville country rock music with a with some reggae seasoning on there, dude. Give me that all day, every day. Um, and this whole album was super ambitious and it was awesome. Um, I'm gonna be listening to it for quite some time. You know, so maybe throw your maybe throw on your blue suede shoes. You know, do the hanky panky and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Get down. I think I think you meant to say do the hokey pokey. No, dude, hanky panky. Is that an Elvis song? Uh, Am I tripping, dude? Yeah, uh, that's all right. John, you might not know this about me, but so this this was a cover of a Hank Williams song. Obviously, the artist name he's using for this is Dank Williams. Um, I was in the point one percent of Hank Williams listeners recently. I got a notification on Spotify. So if you didn't know. Listen to a lot of Hank Williams. Also, I just Googled Hanky Panky and I don't see anything about Elvis, so I take that back. <laughs> we can we can cut that out. Or maybe not, I don't know. But dude, so what is that about Hank the Williams? The hokey pokey the, is a school dance song, John. It's you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, haven't, I, I understand this. Okay. Right, this, that's universal knowledge. That's also not if I didn't Elvis. know the hokey pokey, we'd have a bigger problem right now. You okay, but the hanky panky, dude, isn't that like a country thing? Like, do the hanky panky. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Hanky panky is just a, euph- a euphemism for, you know, uh, 
love. Dude, get your mind out of the gutter. Why do you like Hank Williams so much? Uh, I don't know, man. I just like Hank Williams. I mean, he's like the original sad boy singer, or at least the original like one that blew up mainstream. He's one of the oldest artists with decent quality recordings to listen to. Um, there's not a lot of stuff earlier than Hank Williams that has as good of quality music to listen to. It's a hugely important figure in American music. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of good reasons to listen to Hank Williams. Okay, fair enough, dude. I respect him, man. Um, listen, speaking of cultural icons like Hank Williams, Ed, why don't we take a break, let the people listen to a fire interview, mm. okay, with another cultural icon, Jeff Pliskin of Race Fist Propaganda. And uh, why don't we pick up at the tail end of that interview and we'll go ahead and finish off all the songs that dropped last Friday and let the people know what we think, man. What do you, uh, what's your take on that, man? We got to sound like a plan or what? I'm in. Let's queue up this interview. All to right, introduce this interview, we're going to play the song Roots and Culture by Mikey Dredd. Yo, 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 it is your boy JB with Reggae 360. Okay, this is episode number 18 of season two for the vibes. I am chilling at the crib, feeling good, feeling positive, feeling just this intense energy about life right now. I'm stoked. And I'm joined right now by Evan, aka the only knife. In the spoon drawer himself, Evan Yarmo. Ev, what up, dude? John, I am doing <laughs> fantastic today. How are you? Man, fantastic is a good word, Evan. And I'm going to tell you right now why I'm doing fantastic. It's because you and I are joined by another very special individual, Jeff, a.k.a. your favorite band's favorite band's favorite cameraman. A man that's been merging the gap between style, culture, music, reggae. Hip-hop, life, skateboarding, positive thinking, and dope visuals for over a decade. A man that's just a content machine and the only thing that overshadows his drive for dope content is his passion for good music and good vibes. Jeff Pliskin of Raised Fist Propaganda. Jeff, how are you, dude? Wow, great intro. I'm going to um, copy and paste that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nice, dude. Nice. I'm doing good, man. Thank you for that. Um, That's what's up. I like it. 
I'm doing good. I'm chilling, chilling on the beach right now. I'm, I got my car parked in front of uh, in front of Pacific Beach in, in Long Beach, New York right now, watching oh, the sunset. Wow. Dude, that's a that's a vibe right there, man. I'll tell you what, with with this quarantine shit, the fact that you're watching the sunset by the beach, man, I'm I'm jealous and, and uh, you know, that's that's pretty dope, dude. Well, I I'll tell you what, Jeff, like you know, outside of just you know, taking in a, a dope sunset, man. Like, what else is going on in your world, man? Like, what's what's life like in the world of Jeff Pliskin today, man? What do you got going on? Paint a picture for the people. The uh, the age of quarantine, as they say. <laughs> yes. We are in the age of quarantine. Um, you know, it's pretty much the same convo I've been having with a lot of people. Like, a couple of ways you can look at it. You can get angry. You can become depressed, have self-pity, or you could just use this time to meditate and just have gratitude for what you have or what you had. Um, yes. Just really crazy. You know, I would go out, probably teach, um, drive to work at like 7 a.m., teach until 4 or 5, come home. Now I'm doing like this online learning stuff. And at the same time, just digging in crates, as they say. I got hard drives of photos and videos for like 15 years, and I'll just be digging through them till like three in the morning, finding photos that I I don't even remember taking. To be honest, that's awesome, man. Just bugs me yeah. out. I I believe it, man. It, and you probably have some incredible shots because I doing my research, man. You you've worked with some amazing people, but even before we get into that, like. <laughs> I, I want people to know. So first of all, you are the second uh, non-musician that's been on this podcast. The first was some dude named Tim that Mark and I met uh, when we were one night, and we just decided to bring him up and do the podcast for our own entertainment. This, however, is season two of For the Vibes. I don't drink on the podcast anymore, and we intentionally uh, sought you out, uh, Jeff, to get you on because... Um, we're big fans of what you do. So before we get into things, like let's just frame the conversation. Let, let, let the people know, what is raised fist propaganda? Um, get, the, any, get anyone that doesn't know up to speed, man. What, what is RFP? Well, here's the deal. Like, it started pretty much in high school. Like, if you think about it, like, officially, like, I... It's a company like of 15 years. I, I incorporated and all that stuff through, you know, doing music videos and, and photos. But honestly, it was just about growing up um, in high school, punk scene, reggae scene, hip hop scene. And it went from, it's kind of like what your podcast about for the vibes. It's just vibes, you know, like where I went to high school it was a very like preppy. You know, I went to West Islip, which is a, a town in South Central Long Island, New York, uh, located right on the beach. Um, and it's just a lot of preppy kids. And in the mid-90s, like, skateboarding was not really the cool thing to do. Like, if now it's, like, trendy. I think right around, like, 2006, six seven, it just became really trendy with Pharrell and Lupe Fiasco like kind of marketing the, the skateboarding in their videos and next thing you know there's an explosion of of skateboarding but skateboarding if you were part of that crew skateboarding going to punk rock shows you were definitely an outcast 
and I basically did it not to be not to be like in with with the cool crowd. I did it because I feel like I had to do it. It was kind of like my escape from from reality, and uh, it was like my solace. Like I needed to go to shows because those are the only people that would kind of accept me. So I think I always remember my teenage years as like being rebellious and and just now that I'm you know 25 years later it's like I'm very thankful for going through that because just the appreciation is just ridiculous so when I see like an artist who is like in you know in a reggae band or a hip-hop artist like the first thing I want to do is just help them out in any way which is either promote them usually or even put out a, a vinyl record or or whatever yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that race fist is this, like it's a t-shirt thing or it's a video thing. It's, it's just a, it's, it's a company, production company. I mean, I base, m- most of it is artistic, I would say, cause of uh, mm. the music videos. That's my, that's my real drive. Just yeah. doing visuals, music videos and, and photos, um, you know, and just for the, just for the fun of it. You know, I'll make T-shirts, throw it out into the crowd. People wear it, the bands wear it, but that's not really the basis of it. It's that's just for like fun. That's something that hey, let's make some shirts. Let's you know, people wear it because they want to rep it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think it, it it went from just a little skateboard click thing in two thousand five, two thousand six, to you know, bands started wearing the shirts and. And then I guess the fans got into it and the more people get to know it and get to know me, I guess it just kind of snowballs, which is yeah. cool. You know? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you, you, you definitely have a fire merch game. I mean, I was looking at some of the designs you have and, and it's, it's wild, man. And it just lo- like looking, just looking at your resume and everything you you've done and the things you've had your, your hands in. I mean, you've, you've been a director, obviously a, a photographer and, and, and just a dope photographer. You mentioned earlier a, a teacher, you know, uh, a music ambassador, um, a visual artist, a, a producer, you produce things. Um, you know, you, you, a blogger, you've, you've written things, you put content out and you've just kind of been behind this, this movement. And I think one of the things that's very interesting about you, uh, Jeff is some of the people that you've worked with. It's so rare that you see uh, connected and worked with some of the largest, uh, you know, bands in, in in the world. Especially somebody you know growing up in in the you know the '90s or the early 2000s, like Wu Tang Clan, Slightly Stupid, Fortunate Youth, you know, Long Beach All Stars with OB Ortiz. I mean, there's the list just goes on with some of the just the epic people that you've worked with and that was one of the reasons why like we had each other's podcast because you have all of this real life experience with some of these legendary uh musicians and i think you were speaking on earlier you, you've been kind of you know digging through the crate so to speak and, and looking at all these photos of the past 15 years and and um yeah man it's just it, it's it's just cr- like do you ever do you look back at like some of the people you've worked with and and like you, are you just like, holy shit, man? <laughs> like, you know, it, 
it's funny. It's it's crazy. Like it, that's what I've been doing this week. <clears throat> um, you know, before we got on this podcast, we were just talking about like what what stands out, and I think you know, like I said, when when I was doing these things, like I I needed it. Like I needed mm-hmm. to do it. <clears throat> and I think that's the thing about this scene. It's like in the reggae scene, like people ask, like, how how is this person succeeding? How is this band doing great? Like, I'm just going to name drop, like, a band like Fortunate Youth um, that I clicked with, like, right away, and I can relate with. Um, it's just the energy. It's it's about being authentic, like, true to your authentic self, um, which means it doesn't mean, like, oh, I'm going to be positive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smile. I'm going to wave and just be – because that's – you can be full of shit and be doing that. Um, it's about just being authentic, just being real with people. Um, and I think a band like Fortune Youth, you have someone like like Dan Kelly, who's, I mean, I don't even know if most of his fans know that he's not even, like, from the reggae scene. He's, like, a punk rock dude. Like, this dude, this dude came from the South as uh, listening to, like, No Effects and Pennywise. And then he, he made it out West, and... And that's how me and him clicked. We just clicked right away talking about punk rock. And I was hanging out with him probably like five years ago, five or six years ago. Um, we used to hang out a lot in Hermosa Beach where he used to live. I think he's in like Redondo now. But he's like, yo, we're going to go to this shithole bar tonight. I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, I'm here for the week because uh, my spring break from teaching, I go every February and every April. I just go to Cali just to explore. He's like, we're going to go to the shithole bar. I didn't ask any questions. And next thing you know, he introduced me to Fletcher from Pennywise. And 16-year-old me was like, holy shit. Like, I just looked at Dan like, thank you. Like, that was, that was pretty cool. And I think that's what it is. It, there's no agenda like, hey, man. I want to do the Pennywise video or I want to shoot a photo. It was more like just authentic people meeting each other. And then some, somewhere down the line, maybe six months, a year, five years, like the connection will be made artistically. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny. Cause like, dude, I'll look at my slightly stupid photos from like 2009. Mm-hmm. And it just bogs my fucking mind because I would take like 500 to 700 photos a show. And I'm looking and I'm like, holy shit, that's Opie. Like I got two or three photos of Opie like in the crowd and I didn't even fucking realize it until 12 years later. Um, and it's funny because I have an email. I sent Opie. I sent Opie an email around like 2010. Uh, probably my second year was slightly stupid. I sent him an email. I'm like, hey, man, big fan, you know, and I know you drew the Sublime song. I would love for you to draw something for me. And, uh, you know, I think it took like seven or eight years for him to respond. <laughs> and it wasn't even that he was just like out. Like he was in, he was just like a very hard person to reach. Right. And then right around, like, I would say three or four years ago, you know, I think Long Beach Subs started, like, reuniting again. He he drew that he drew that photo for me. And I think we're up to 
number six. He's doing number the sixth image for for my company, I guess. Like these pieces of art, which I yeah. it just bogs my mind, man. I'm like, I used to listen to Sublime as well back in the day, and now you're like, it's cool. He's drawing images for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's gotta be surreal. I mean, it's surreal for me too like when i have conversations with um you know some of these legendary artists and they'll be uh bless this podcast and and uh you know it's crazy because i just was transported back to being 16 years old man and just you know bumping long beach sub all stars and here that I dude, am, you, that you dude, know. yeah yeah he's a he's a real dude let me tell you the first time i actually hung out with him it was like a gorilla mission it was here's the deal long beach stubs just started like they're they're like in the scene now, like 2018, 2019. But I think somewhere around like 2015, they weren't they weren't reunited yet. You know, they're still like the the legend of Opie, right? Yeah. So I was with uh, I was working with Miguel from Sublime, the producer for Sublime. Yeah. He had this project called Paro Bravo. So he flew me out. I did a video for him, and I think C Money from Slightly Stupid. He used to be the trumpet player. He was in town, and I'm like, "Yo, let's go, let's go to Opie's house." And we got his address, and we just knocked on his door because we were like three blocks away in Long Beach, California, at, at Miguel's. I was like, "Fuck it, let's just knock on his door." And we knocked on his door, and he answered it. And he's like, he just looked at us like, "What's up?" And uh, he let us in. And all we did was spin records. We just like spun records for like an hour. It was fucking amazing. And uh, once again, there's like, it was just like, that was sick. We were just talking about, I was telling him about my vinyl collection. And then um, I think like two years later, I flew him out to, I I had this crazy idea. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. Like some people are like, Oh, like, aren't you a promoter? Like, I don't really look at myself like a promoter. Cause I don't wake up going, I'm going to promote shows. Like when I wake up, I, I feel like I'm an artist. Like I want to take photos. I want to do music videos, but sometimes I'll have a crazy ass idea. And I said, yo, I want to fly out Opie. And while bands play, I want Opie to tattoo people backstage. Um, I guess I didn't realize that was illegal to do. Um, <laughs> so the first show we did was at Knitting Factory. It was Murphy's Law. I got this punk band, legendary punk band from New York City, Murphy's Law. Um, we had Para Bravo, Miguel. And we had Opie tattooing in the back, like backstage at the Brooklyn Knitting Factory. And uh, it was like a sold-out show. We had like three or 400 people uh, lying around the whatever. You know, obviously it was like a rare thing. And so this girl, she sits down with Opie. He's drawing, he's like tattooing like the sublime sun on her. And like the manager of the place is like, do you have a permit to do that? And we're like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like it's it's on the fucking flyer. It says tattoos by Opie Ortiz. He's like, yeah, I just realized that I'm going to have to stop that. So two things could happen. I could have like walked with him and Opie, you need to stop or, <laughs> or the second, the punk rock in me was like, can you just hold on a second? I'll be right back. I fucking ran to the back. We took the, uh, the couches from backstage and we made a barricade 
So the fucking manager couldn't get backstage. And I was like, Obi, you got 10 minutes to finish this tattoo. And he's like, he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, we're not supposed to be doing this. And he just gave me this look like, you fucking prick. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just hurry up. Like, finish. And the girl's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, don't worry. Just like, you got 10 minutes. Yo, 10 minutes pass. I'm trying to stall. The manager, like, pushed me out of his way. Started, like, kicking the door down. What a fucking story. Long story short, the girl's tattoo was not finished. Oh, my God. So, uh, but I told her, I'm like, isn't that a crazy story, though? You got half the sublime tattoo on your arm. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, she she cursed me out. She's like, you're a dick. But I, I told her, we still talk. I'm like, listen, next time they come back, I got, I'll pay for the, like the rest of the tattoo. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> hopefully after the age of quarantine, we can get this girl's tattoo finished at a Long Beach sub show, or maybe he can do it like at a tattoo shop or whatever. That wouldn't be as fun though. Uh, wow, dude. That's a, that's a crazy story. So shout out to the, Girl, that's out there with a half-finished sublime. I don't. I don't want to say like, her name. <laughs> but uh, no. And I think I think that's the thing, man. Like I teach, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I do this stuff because it drives me. This is my right. my motivation, and I love doing it. And I feel like whether you're doing a podcast, whether you're taking photos, whether you're doing a show, just whether you're a musician, do it because you love it. And do it with passion, because if yeah. you do it with passion, you can't lose. There's no. nobody that's gonna stop you from doing what you want. You know, like I'm not sitting here saying my photos are the best. Shit, half of my photos are out of focus. But you know what? Like, I got some crazy ass memories, um, and I'm very thankful for just going through the situations that I've gone through. You know, I bet you have some amazing stories. <laughs> I hope we get a couple more stories on this podcast. But you know, it's it's interesting that you uh, you talked about passion and to bring that back to your first point, it's about being uh, authentic. And I'm I'm curious, man. Like looking back on how you got to this point, um, you know, I, I know a lot of times like reaching out, trying to work with somebody can come off a certain way or sometimes, you know, things just happen organically. But in your case, Jeff, did you, did you find yourself like, like pushing to make things happen for racist propaganda, like, like putting the grind in to try to make those connections or were you somebody that was more like, let things happen as they should kind of like these things came Uh, to you or maybe a mix. I don't know. I'm curious. I think it's a mix. I think, listen, if you're not trying, then, it's not going to fall in your, in your lap. Like it's definitely, you know, there's some people, why, how come it's like, you got to try, first of all, you know, you got to be passionate and you got to be authentic. Um, you know, and and just even with like meeting people, like with the Wu-Tang, it's like, you know, I remember one night in New York city, we, a bunch of us were hanging out in front of this uh, this bar called Max Fish. Max Fish is known to be like a, a New York City skater bar. Like, if you're a pro skater, you're going there. You're having a couple of beers. Okay. Um, so I was with Ron Hunter. 
uh, who's Harold Hunter's brother. Um, and for those who don't know Harold, Harold was uh, probably one of the most iconic skateboarders, I think, in the history of skateboarding, not just in New York, but like, you know, he was the dude with the with the dreads, with the braids in uh, the movie Kids with Rosario Dawson. Um, no way, okay. Harold Hunter, yeah. So yeah. Um, when he passed away, New York Times did an article on him. You know, legendary skateboarder passes away. Um, and there's a there's a quote by Rosario Dawson in there. Um, I don't have it exact, so I'm gonna paraphrase it. But it was pretty much like, yes, Harold was a skateboarder. Harold carried around a skateboard. But when you thought Harold, you didn't think skateboarder. You thought Harold. And that's kind of how I think of myself. Like, like I carry a camera. Like. I'm not photographer number five. Mm. I'm Jeff or Jeff Rowe or Jeff Pliskin or whatever. Yeah. Because you just have to, you have to be authentic with your personality. You know, some yeah. people might not like it. So that's not your cup of tea. You know, Definitely. I'm, I'm going I'm to use the quote Joaquin Phoenix said, like in his Grammy speech, like I haven't been the best person. Like, for the past 15 years, I've had two or three moments where I totally like let my emotions get the best of me. Um, you know, being a scoundrel style, whether it's getting a, uh, altercation at a show or whatever, but you know what? I sure as hell learn from it. Yeah. I sure as hell talk to whoever I need to talk to and, and learned a very important lesson. And sometimes I had to learn it twice and you know that's why i'm thankful in 2020 that i can still do what i do um it's just a matter of how you react to situations um without getting sidetracked so anyway we're hanging out i'm hanging out with ron hunter who's harold's brother um and ydb who is odb's son right so you have it's almost like there doesn't need to be an introduction. Like everyone like knows each other just from being in New York city. So you have me as the photographer, you got Ron Hunter, who's like skateboard icon with Harold. And then you have YDB, which is ODB's son. I mean, enough said right there. Right. So it's almost like at this point, it's not about like, let me introduce myself. It's like, if, People already know about you before you even make an introduction. So it's it's about if people already know that, how are you going to act? You know, like I'm just going to personally put out as much positivity out there as I can. And like I said right. before, that doesn't mean I'm going to go on Facebook every day and say, "Have a have a blessed day, everybody." <laughs> Because that's not authentic to me. I'm not a fucking hippie with a beard and a Rasta hat walking around. But I, I definitely believe in that. I fucking yeah. love it. Yeah. You know, so instead of writing, have a blessed today, peace and love everyone on Facebook, I'm going to reach out to one of my band friends and say, yo, you want to put out a vinyl? And, like, maybe record a couple of positive songs and fucking give it out yeah live it i feel that you gotta live it you know because yeah. and that's what that's how like the movement starts like that's yeah that's how a fan base starts they go 
you know what, this dude's doing this kind of stuff, and I, I kind of like it. I want to be yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yes, dude. That's man. That's what we're trying to do with this with this podcast, dude. I like that. That very interesting guy, man. I I like the way that you think about things. I, I'm one question, just random question that popped into my head. Um, I, I know you worked a lot with the Wu Tang Clan, but did you ever get a chance to work with ODB? I mean, maybe that was before your time. Maybe I'm ODB, but no, he. I never worked with him. Um, he died like around 2006. Okay. 2000, or maybe even earlier. Yeah. Um, I'll tell. It's a very. I have a very interesting relationship with Wu Tang, and it's, um, it's almost too in because like I I met them all at the same time, but like, I. I worked with each of them one at a time throughout the past ten years. That's so like, wild, I didn't work with them on one video where it's like all the Wu Tang members are there, mm. but. It was a. I remember. Like, uh, there's a festival back in the day, like 10 years ago, there was a festival called Rock the Bells. I don't know if you heard of it. I've heard Rock, of it, yes. Rock the Bells by Gorilla Union. And they had the dopest, like, hip hop. They had all the 90s and the 80s, like, legends, the OGs. Um, and then they tried it on the West Coast. On the West Coast, they called it Paid Dues, the Paid Dues Festival. So if you pay your dues, it's kind of like you're in. So I flew out for that. Um, at the time, I was filming a video for this dude named Kalibus. Uh They had oh, a couple yeah. of reggae, couple of reggae people on the on the event. So Kalibuds opens, um, and this is like right during when he was touring with Slightly Stupid, I think. Um, and right before he was touring with Stupid, he used to make appearances at this place called Sway in New York City. Um, we had like these little underground like uh, reggae reggae dance hall things, um, and it would be like every Monday. Like, what a weird day to have it, like a Monday night. But the place was packed, and Kali Buds used to go there. Sean Paul, like all these like cool like MCs would go there. So anyway, long story short, I filmed what I had to do with with Kali Buds at like 1 p.m. It was a beautiful sunny day. Um. And then that's it. Like, I had free reign to just wander. And Wu-Tang Clan were headlining that fest. So I was just, like, searching for them. I was just, like, walking around, like, the whole venue or parking lot, whatever it was, in San Bernardino. And uh, I finally found them. It was, like, I walked through, like, an entrance, like, through a back door. And they're all like literally standing there, like in football huddle style. It was crazy. So I'm like, fuck it, let me just start taking photos. So I'm like clicking away. And uh, RZA like just takes the camera right out of my hand. And at the time I got offended, but like 10 years later, I'm like, I'm looking back on it, like laughing. Like he actually was just messing. He was like, he's like, you don't know what you're doing. And then I'm like, give him my camera back. And he's like, I'm a better photographer. And he just like started taking photos. And then uh, that like, they were all laughing. They were all like cracking up. And um, I gave out my card to everybody. And then like a couple of weeks later, I get like a phone call. And uh, it was Master Killer. 
which is probably if you're gonna like you know like rate them you know you got Rizza, Ghostface and Raekwon at the top Mass Killer and, and Capadonna were like the last guys to be yeah. put on still Wu-Tang yeah but they were you know uh, you know they were like the last guys but let me tell you something man Master Killer what a, that guy's a gentleman man he's like hey I remember do you remember me from Cali a couple weeks ago I'm like do I remember you of course I do and he's like I want to make a video on putting out a solo album my first solo album Master Killer Wu-Tang I'm like come to Long Beach let's you know let's talk dude literally drives to Long Beach to my apartment rolls a blunt and uh, even while we're planning this video, we had common friends. Like his old DJ, Vinny Ponte, is a skateboarding friend of mine from New York City. So it's like, holy shit, you know, Vin? And it's just everything's connected. So we ended up shooting a, a video from Master Killer. We got premiered on Vice Magazine, which was pretty big. Um, and that led to, you know, next thing you know, I'm... I get a, a phone call from Capadonna's management. So then I shoot like three or four videos for Capadonna. And then I ended up shooting something for Raekwon. So it just kind of, it, it wasn't like, all right, I am, I met Wu-Tang as one conglomerate. It's more like mm. I, I made personal relationships with, with each one. Um, friendship wise. Yeah. Um, and even to this day, I still get messages like a text from Master Killer from Jamal. He's like, hey, man, hope you're doing good. Um, I actually brought him back. One time we were just hanging out. I'm like, we should go to this stupid show. So I brought him backstage to a slightly stupid show, introduced him to the guys. That's um, wild, dude. I'm more about like opening up that Pandora's box. Like, yeah. what if I throw Wu-Tang members with slightly <laughs> stupid members? What will happen? <laughs> oh, dude, some fire music, I'll tell you that, dude. And probably some good blunt sessions too, man. Holy shit. That's that's uh that's dope, man. Well so god damn it, dude. I, like I, the 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 hip hop fan of me just wants to talk about Wu Tang clan for like the next hour, but I also know that a lot of our uh, audience are massive slightly stupid fans. And, and I'm curious, man, like it sounds like the, the Wu-Tang Clan connection just happened organically. And then, you know, once you, you know, once you were in, um, you know, you, you, you were in, you got the, the stamp of approval and uh, probably got a great recommendation. But I'm curious, man, like, in terms of Slightly Stupid, how did that come about? Because I know just doing my research, I think you said that the, about 2008, man, you really started doubling down on race fest propaganda. And, and, you know, next thing you know, a year later, you find yourself out in California linking up with, um, you know, one of the, the greatest, most legendary reggae rock bands in the world. So it's stupid. I'm curious, how did that happen? man? How did that come about? Well, it's like, it's weird. Like, when I look at my career, if you call it that, it's a very interesting time in my life. Like, I just started teaching. So it's the first time I, I had, like, a, a salary to, like, buy stuff buy equipment and fly myself out to places you know what i mean mm, yeah so i basically like 2005 and 6 i was taking photos of the skateboarders at my skate shop that i went to um 
so for like two or three years, I just had like regular skateboarding photos, you know? And then at the same time in Brooklyn, there's this new club that opened up called Studio B. And I guess the promoters there knew who I was. So they let me shoot everything. And that's where all the hip hop would like pass by. Like Gangstar would go through there. Um, Guru, Jayru the Damager. It was, dude, it was like, like I said, for a hip hop fan, like I was in heaven, dude. It was like every day, it was like, like LL Cool J or, or somebody from like that era would just like pass by and I would take like a, a black and white photo of them and just make that connection. Um, now here's the deal. At the same time, like I told you, something, I guess like the meditative part of me, like something was always telling me like during my week off, go out West, like go to the beach. So I would fly to San Diego literally like every summer. Not not every summer. I mean, like, every, like, February and every April. Like, those two weeks that I have off. So, basically, it wasn't like they hit me up and I flew out there in a corporate kind of way. Like I said, it happened, like, organically. And the way it happened was I I went out there to meet this girl. I was, like, dating this girl in Brooklyn in, like, 2009. She ended up getting, like, a... A corporate job with Coles, I guess, and I think they're based out of Wisconsin, of all places. Um, so that kind of messed up that thing. So we tried the whole like hang out once a month. I'll fly out to Wisconsin. You come to Brooklyn. I was like, hey, instead of me going to Wisconsin, do you want to just meet me in San Diego? So she's like, all right, cool. So we went out there, rented some bicycles to like ride around Ocean Beach and um, and Mission Beach, and there's a flyer. Um, is for this dude named Sashaman. And Sashaman is this dope, dope reggae, like surfer reggae guy from Hawaii. And I'm like, I gotta go. Like, we gotta go see this guy. He's like amazing. She's like, all right, let's do it. Um, so I ended up going and like the guy that opened up for Sashaman was this trumpet player guy. And he was just like, he was pretty cool. Like there was like a, a trumpet player and like a kunga player, right? And they were playing, and they opened up, and I was taking photos. And it was hilarious, because I took a photo of the trumpet player, like, right in his face. And the flash, like, hit him. And he gave me, like, the worst look. And, like, when they finished playing, like, he walked over with the kunga player and this other guy. Um, and he's like, hey, man, you blinded me up there. Uh, and I'm like, my bad. And I showed him the photo. And he's like, holy shit, this photo's sick. And he goes, hey, Kyle, look at this photo. And it was C-Money from Slightly Stupid was the trumpet player. OG from Slightly Stupid was the kunga player. And Kyle was there. And they were just, like, bugging out over my photos. And and C-Money's like, yo, I'm playing the, the Ocean Beach Festival tomorrow or the OB Fair or something like that. He's like, I'm going to put you on the list. You can take photos. Like, we just had that organic connection like besides the fact that we we're taking like jaeger shots like the whole night together <laughs> we just kind of bonded we kind of yeah. bonded and uh so the next day you know it's c money it's og it's kyle slightly stupid and 
you know, I did my thing with the with the photos. And then C-Money's like, yo, we're going on tour with Snoop Dogg. Why don't you come? And for the next few years, it was pretty cool. I just, that connection was like made. Kyle ended up seeing my videos for, um, for Kali Buds. And he saw the video I did for Gangstar when Guru passed away. He's like, yo, we should do a slightly stupid video. So I stayed at his house for a few days in uh, San Diego. And we filmed the Don't Stop video. Um, which is, I, th I personally think it's like one of my favorite videos I've ever shot because it, um, he just let me like pick the spots to film like ocean beach. He's like, just pick the visuals that you want. So I, I, we drove down like Newport Avenue, which is like the main block in ocean beach. We got all the, the spots there and then we got Kyle singing in black and white. Damn, dude. That's uh, so. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on. Let, let me let, let me just make sure I understand this, dude. You flew out to California, like maybe not randomly, but like well, just it was a va vacation. Yeah, yeah, with with the intention of exploring, and uh, you. Well, not explore, not exploring. Just hanging out with this girl. She was pretty. Okay. She's married now with kids, but she was pretty dope. She was pretty. Okay. It's funny. You look back. You're like, oh my god, like what the hell but did I do? <laughs> you guys, you so you didn't know you you ended up at this show, snapped a photo, just happened to be. I I went see money. to Sasha Mom. Like Sasha Mom. Oh. You should Google this guy. He's yes. fucking amazing. Uh, butterfly on her shoulder, um, Japanese queen. Japanese squeeze, Japanese. He's so dope. He's like, like so underrated. And if he, I feel like he should be like a top star in this reggae scene, but he's like a surfer, like introvert. He's he's so talented. So like, before he played, yes, like the slightly stupid guys were there, like opening up. I, it was a place called Canes, uh, in in San Diego, Canes Mission Beach, which is now I think they tore it down or something. It was like a a legendary spot yeah but we were just riding bikes and i saw it on a flyer like um but the thing is with c money the way i like i take photos people could see it as uh a negative being obnoxious because you know i flash someone in their face and some people don't like that mm. so he i don't think he came over to like yell at me i think he came over because the dude's from boston so he has that east coast vibe yeah so he, he kind of was like kind of smiling. He's like, yo, you blinded me up there. I'm like, my bad. And then he's like, let me see that photo. And right yeah. away, he's like, yo, he's like, we want you to shoot more. Wow. Um, but you got to understand at that time, like there was no one taking photos. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had, they had a guy at the time. I think they like fired him or something. <laughs> dude, dude, that goes my back business. to <laughs> It goes back to everything you said about just being authentic, man. And like, wow, it just, it, it seems like, like looking at your resume dude, and the people that you work with, it's like mind blowing. But then to hear the story about like how some of these connections came to be, it just, like you said, and I can't remember if we said it at the beginning of this podcast or even before we started recording, <laughs> when you were telling me, man, it's, it's just about being, being yourself. It's the energy you put out there and the, and the passion behind what you do. And, Damn, dude, Jeff, that's awesome, man. That, like, pumps me up, dude, to think about 
just those 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 occurrences happening and and it just makes let you me, think let, man. let me tell you something let me tell you something dude you're right it's like when i think it's slightly stupid like of course when people start touring again and stuff like i'm gonna go go hang out again but like those first years for me like 2009 through probably 2014 those first few years were like just personally like it was new it was exciting it was just like you didn't know who you're gonna meet or what was gonna happen um and i think i think my favorite tour was was 2014 it was it was slightly stupid no effects which are like my two favorite bands um and i kind of you know, I don't know if I should say this on a podcast. People might like say whatever, but I feel like I kind of manifested that. Uh, there's this surfer guy, Jack Murphy in New Jersey. Uh, he rides for this company called SRH, and uh, we would always say like around like 2012, 2013, um, we would like talk like, "Yo, how cool would it be if like it was slightly stupid, no effects?" And I think we kept like chirping in people's ears, like mm-hmm. John Phillips, the manager, and. Like, yo, no effects, slightly stupid. And I think finally, like, they made that offer to them and it happened in 2014. Damn. Um, and that was, like, you know that movie, like, Almost Famous, where the kid is, like, with rock stars? Like, you got to understand, like, I grew up on no effects. Like, yeah. slightly, stu- slightly stupid, they're my age. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, like, literally, like, we're the same age, same graduation year. But but no facts is like I was on stage with Miles. I'll never forget this. Like we were at Berkeley Berkeley Theater in uh in like near San Francisco. The, the Berkeley, the Greek theater. Okay. And no facts open up for slightly stupid and I'm standing there with Miles. Which is me, Miles and their old tour manager, BB. And we all had our mouths open, like little kids like and I take my hand and I kind of smack Miles in the chest. I'm like, is this really happening? Are we like watching No Effects play at your show? And we were just like, holy shit. Like it was. So I took a couple of photos. I actually did something you're not supposed to do as a cameraman. Like I, I yelled at Fat Mike. Like after he stopped playing the song, I'm like, come over here. And he's like, what? I'm like, get over here. So he like walked over and I took a photo of him like, giving a high five to miles like that's the kind of shit like like dude <laughs> that's like gallery photo right there that's a historic moment dude historic like that's it's an iconic photo like it's, that's it's butterflies and i want to say yeah. this it doesn't mean i'm better and it doesn't mean my photos are better it means for me like holy that that photo brings like butterflies like yeah i i just boggles my fucking mind um you know, yeah, starting from a man, a manifestation, dude. I, I love it, man. That's the that's the type of stuff that just gets me pumped up, dude. And man, just looking, thinking about a photo like that, you you have captured some, I for lack of a better word, iconic moments, dude. And and even just going on your website and looking at, you know, some of the videos. I mean, there's so many of them, but like. Dude, even even things like I, I think I was just browsing and I saw like a, a, a Jacob Noel freestyle and I'd never seen it before and I clicked on it and it was just uh, like, dude, it was like it was a moment of Jacob Noel probably 
just, you know, just being himself, just being a fun, outgoing guy, freestyling in his car. But it's, it's just something about the way he's singing and rapping and kind of just having fun, dude. Like, you, you see you see Bradley Noel and, like, you know, kind of how he blended, you know, ska, punk, reggae, and rap and his style. And it's, like, just the way you capture that moment, man, it was probably – it was probably just a very organic moment, but it's just like, oh, yeah, dude, as a, as a fan of this genre, dude, thank you for like, uh, you know, you want to know how that out there. I, I do. I'm very curious. So Absolutely. We were at the belly up and uh, I'm not really that much familiar with Cali. I think it's like near San Clemente, like somewhere okay. like over there, like in the mid between LA and, and San Diego. So we're at the belly up. It was like slightly stupid. I think Law was opening. Um, it was like one of the first times they were like playing or whatever, um, which is, you know, Jacob. So I just kind of, you know, I just kind of walked over. They were in the car just kind of like warming up or whatever. Um, and I knocked on the window and the window turned down. And I'm like, yo, let's start rapping. Let's do a hip hop battle. And I like it was like tongue in cheek. Like he was fucking around, but he was like really. I mean, the kid. The, he's a very. He's an artist. He's very passionate about his singing. That's something I love about this kid, man. Like we actually had Law this past December. Uh, we had him out to play the East Coast. Um, and something I noticed about this dude is he just. He's all about the music, and it's 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 like he wakes up. It's about the music. He breathes it. Like, he's not doing this to be popular. He's not doing this for likes. He's doing this because he fucking loves it. And and that's what I... It's When you have someone who has passion, it, it like, motivates you. Yeah. And I think that's probably why... It's probably where it, things have snowballed for me because I don't give a fuck. Like, like, I knocked down his window. I'm like, freestyle battle. And I, I just happened to press record. And dude probably gave one of the most iconic freestyles I've ever heard <laughs> in in his fucking car. Like, um, and I think, like I said, just just always do you be authentic. Who gives a fuck what people say, man? Yeah. Oh, uh, you're yeah. not supposed to. You're not supposed to do it like that. Or camera got like, don't tell me. Like you're talking to a, a rebel already. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, Jeff. Right. I'm feeling motivated just talking to you right now with all the passion that you got. Uh, dude, you can. I could talk for hours. Here's here's another <laughs> thing. He's like, uh, I'm friends with this guy John Joseph. He's like a punk rock dude. Um, he was in a band called the Crow Mags, New York Hardcore. Now he's like this plant-based chef. You know, I'm the filmer for his shows, but he's he's also very motivating. He's like, yo, they don't, you know, there's no costume. Like, you don't have to wear a costume, like, like even in reggae terms. Like, I wear a hoodie and jeans. Like, I don't have to wear a fucking Rasta hat. I don't have to wear a Rasta basketball jersey to fit in. Like, fuck that shit. I'm, I'm reggae because of what's in my fucking heart and in my mind. Not because of whatever I'm wearing to the fucking concert. And yeah, sometimes that even... Dude, I'll even go against my own thing. It's like, you know, we're wearing raised fish shirts. That doesn't mean, like, you're in an exclusive club. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> thank you for your support. I think that's cool, but like wearing a shirt or wearing a jersey, it doesn't mean shit. You know, it's about how you act and how you treat other people, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just it's my punk rock side. Sometimes I'll I get I get very defensive when it comes to uh my passion and my art. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think sometimes people may uh misconstrue that as negative. But I don't I see it as sticking up for yourself. I see it as you know, if you're authentic man, years down the line people are gonna see the truth anyway. Whether you're a reggae dude, whether you're a punk guy, whether you're a hip hop dude. Yeah. Yeah, man, you gotta stand for something else or else you'll fall down for everything, man. So I, I, I respect that definitely. It's funny too, Evan's probably wearing a Rasta basketball jersey right now. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> you know, listen, I'm not putting anyone down who has that stuff. What I'm saying yeah. is if you're going online like, yo, I need to I need to get my hands on a jersey so I can fit in, like, fuck out of here. It's like it, you're not a skateboarder just because you wear DC shoes. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Yeah, I feel that, dude. Um, but yeah, man. So, so Jeff, I'm curious. We're we're in a you mentioned this earlier. We're in a weird time, and you have a lot of time to reflect. And you've been going, you know, looking at these photos for the past 15 years, reminiscing. You've got these great stories. Probably some that you can't tell on the podcast. Because you get people in trouble, but uh-huh. my question for you, man, is like, what's next, man? What does the future hold? Where, where do you want to take this thing? What do you want to do next, man? What uh, what do you want to manifest for the future? I think that's a great question. Um, you know, I did the photo thing. I still, I will always do the photo thing. Uh, I've done my music videos. I think it's just a natural progression. Like, I want to do a movie. Um. I always wanted to do like a feature. Um, probably, I'm not going to mention names or who I've been talking to, but definitely like Netflix. I think that, that Estevan Oriel LA originals like really inspired the fuck out of me. Um, because I think what I'm going to do with my footage is just gather <clears throat> all my footage, like the best moments from like top 10 artists maybe like three reggae, three hip hop, three punk rock and just kind of put together like throw the old footage out there with interviews in 2020, 21 um oh, reminiscing wow. reminiscing about that kind of footage. Dude, people like, need that. People need to see that, dude. Like I got a I got a uh, video clip of Method Man stage diving off the stage into a crowd like a like a punk rock dude so i would probably want to sit down with method man and get like 10 or 20 minutes of him talking about that moment and then do that with like maybe one of the slightly stupid guys maybe do that with one of the uh skateboarding guys and just put together a movie or, or maybe do like uh, episodes, kind of like you guys. Maybe do visual episodes on the internet where people, where fans can be like, holy shit. Like, um, for example, Usual Suspects is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. Um, Kaiser Sose. Who is Kaiser Sose? So yeah. there's the, the Korean Friendship Bell, which is where they do the, the, the drug trade. 
um, they trade the money at this Korean friendship bell in LA, in San Pedro. First time I fucking landed <clears throat> um, in LA, uh, the Fortune Youth guys picked me up. They're like, yo, let's go to Friendship Bell and, and film. And that's where we filmed the for first uh, Fortune Youth video, the One Love video. We had Dan stand in the same spot where the, the Usual Suspects was filmed. And that, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's one thing to, like, film videos, but it's another, like, like that that has a story behind it yeah dude the jeff the culture needs it man the culture needs to see these like you 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 have you have some just iconic historic moments capturing one of the best like eras of music man i, I grew up a fan of wu-tang clan i i love this music man and you have something so unique you know i i just Dude, if you're thinking about putting a movie together or putting something together and get that out so people can see it, like let let Bring It Three Sixty know what we can do to help support that because uh -huh. that that would just be just just bless the people with that man. We need that 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 uh, <laughs> I'm all that about art it. needs to get out, man, for sure. That's I'm all um, about it. That's like amazing, I said, man. like you gotta understand, man. It goes it all goes back to like why are we doing this? And this is like a hypothetical. You sit back, both you guys. Why are you doing this podcast? Just think about why you're doing it with me. Why am I doing this photography? Um, like anybody that goes on Facebook, why are you doing what you're doing? Are you doing it to look cool? Are you looking at it to gain friendships? Are you looking at it to, to spread your art? I always go back to when I was a youth. I Like, I need to do this. You know what would kill me in this quarantine if I did not have access to my to my hard drives, my old footage. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't kill me. I'd probably be reading books on meditation and shit like that, like Bhagavad Gita or uh, any of the Krishna books or anything spiritual. Um, you know, I was very blessed that you know I grew up with parents who were atheists, so I never had a religion growing up. You know, I actually remember I was five years old. I was in kindergarten. My mom picked me up from kindergarten. I'm like, Mom, what am I getting for Christmas? And I'll never forget it. She looked at me right in the eye. She's like, there's no God. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> so it kind of, like, led me through my junior high and high school years to, like, search. Yeah. You know, Pharrell for, for put out this album. He was in a band called N.E.R.D. Nerd. And yeah. uh, the title was called In Search Of. And that that's what I was. I was like in search of like spirituality, like and I think I would pick up these books um uh, on Buddhism, on, on Krishna. Um and I, I really think reggae is a very spiritual type of music, man. Yes. And you know, like there's certain bands that I just can't even listen to because they say they're reggae, but are you like if every song is about like going out and drinking and girls, I mean that's cool, but you gotta Very have cool. a couple of songs that are about like appreciation and gratitude, cause yeah, and that's you know to go back to Opie, it's like, dude, have you listened to his new like songs that he put out? Like if oh, yeah. Bob was my fucking mind, like, like the the song he just put out is about just having gratitude for yourself. And, and being good to the, you know, teaching the youth how to act properly. Like, how fucking cool is that? Yeah. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like, even like if I could go to slightly stupid, like, um, you know, you have Kyle with, uh, you know, everything you need is like one of my favorite albums, and it's like, sure. you know, the harder the harder you try, the less you succeed. Don't try it all. You got everything you need. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Like. If you're trying a certain yeah. way, like people are gonna see right through that shit. Yo, yeah. the minute you stop is when everything like people wanna be around that energy. Like because they see that you're not trying to prove anything. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're just dropping some knowledge on people. Hey man, this is dude, this has been one of my like this has been one of the more fun conversations we've we've had, Jeff. You've given us stories, man, you've given us culture, you've giving us some wisdom man like i i love it dude and the fact that we captured all of this and now we get to share with the people man that is a uh, that is a it, blessing dude here's the deal i could come on this podcast and brag about myself how cool i am or i can actually be myself and and tell you why i'm doing this like yeah. i had to do this shit when i was in in high school like i was very depressed like if i didn't have my music like i don't know where the fuck i would be yeah like, Fast, I need, like I'm doing this because I need to. So if anyone wants to come at me like, "Oh, you're doing this because like go fuck yourself," like I will always be doing this, whether yeah. I have one fan, no fans, or a million fans. I do this every day. Every day I wake up, I'll put on a reggae song, whether it's classic Bob Marley, who was a fucking prophet. Like everything he said was about how can you be the best person you can be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it's all about, man. That's that's why I love this genre, dude. That's why I love reggae rock music. That's why I review every new song that comes out every week on this podcast, man, because I, I love the message. I love the vibe. I love what it's doing for the people. I think we need it. And there's a very spiritual connection uh, with this music thing. And, uh, Jeff, it, it sounds like we share that in common. And, and uh, to have something in common with somebody uh, as dope as yourself, man, you know, you don't have to get on here and talk about how cool you are. Evan and I will talk about how cool you are, man. You're a cool ass dude, and uh, you know, definitely, just appreciate your time, man. And and I know we we, we definitely have a great conversation with the people here. Um, I have a feeling it's not going to be the last one we have, man. I think down the road, uh, we might have to get you back on this podcast uh, to check in with you and maybe uh, see how things are going. It sounds like once this uh, Corona thing ends, man, you probably got a lot of things uh, to look forward to, and and we just we expect some some big art from you jeff uh and for that i'm pumped man so um oh, yeah. i appreciate yeah. the kind words man for sure Ed, you got anything you've been real quiet Evan. man i'm just sitting back listening this has been a great conversation <laughs> hell yeah dude hell yeah well i tell you what uh jeff let the people know man how can they find you if they want to uh learn more about you if they want to see what you're about or, or just follow you on your journey man where where can they check in with you um basically i uploaded like most of my videos on the instagram uh at raised fist propaganda um but pretty much facebook raised fist propaganda instagram or the website um you know they could direct message me or facebook or whatever um yeah that's about it i think the next artistic project um i've been really getting into this record label thing so I've been putting out like these vinyl records. Um, so I got like three artists already that I'm I'm putting out vinyls with. 
Um, the first couple records were Half Pint, Fortunate Youth. Uh, I also got one with the Gangstar crew. Wow. Um, so I'm talking to, I don't want to really speak before it comes out, but we definitely got some really dope vinyl coming out. And like I said, I'm, I'm releasing it because I just feel like it's something I need to do. Like there's no, like I don't know if it's going to sell. I don't know if people are going to like it, but I'm definitely pumped on it. Yeah. So I think it's half pint, bro. Half pint, you got a half pint vinyl, dude. Wow, that's half pint, half pint legend, dude. Half pint featuring uh, fortunate youth. Oh my god, dude! I might have to figure out how to get my hands on that, man. That's that's fire. Um, send it to. You. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. We'll we'll, we'll we'll work something out. But uh, yeah, dude. So I think the point is, man. Anyone that's listening, you you need to you need to be following race fist propaganda. Lots of uh, you know big things coming, and um, Jeff, we're, we're here to support. Regular Three Sixty is here to support, so we'll let you get back to doing what you're doing, man. And big up, certainly, you know, yeah, yeah, keep it up, man. Let us know what we can do, and we'll talk soon, my friend. Thank you very much. Great talking to you guys. Sounds good, Jeff Pushkin, everybody. All right, dude. Peace. Peace. conversation that might have been one of my favorite <clears throat> jeff is full of stories dude a life well lived so far man he's uh he's definitely heavily connected with a lot of amazing musicians he obviously is incredibly talented he's humble too you can tell like he held back he didn't really want to like brag too much man but um just had some amazing stories i i don't know dude i thought the story of knocking on Opie's front door is pretty badass or throwing a illegal tattoo concert party too with Opie. Like, oh man, those are some good stories, man. I can picture Riza saying, 
Jeff Pliskin. Like he doesn't refer to him as Jeff. He's like, oh, who, Jeff Pliskin? Oh, Jeff Pliskin? I can just hear him saying that, dude. That's that's a real interesting dude, Evan. What was your favorite part of that uh, that conversation, man? What did you get out of that? What I really liked about the conversation with Jeff is that he's very much him. He's a very New York guy. I mean, just dropping F-bombs left and right, just being himself, just like, hey, fucking man, I, I am who I am. But also, I'm doing my best to be a positive person. Like, I don't need to fit into your box of a stereotypical person. You know, he he's a person he likes X, yeah. Y, and Z. He loves a ton of different stuff. He'll still be himself. But he's also trying to be the best version of him that he can be. Yeah. So I respect him a lot after that conversation. For sure. Nothing but respect, man. And talking about one cultural icon to the next, we might as well fire up some music. And uh, why not start with several cultural icons in this collaboration with a beat that you've heard before, none other than Pepper and Kali Buds collaborating on the rhythm. with the song change. I haven't quite found that out. with some additional production and mixing by Johnny Cosmic, put out by Ineffable Records. You know, we've had one of these every week, man, and now it's, uh, you know, Pepper's turn. And I really love the blend between uh, the Pepper Boys and, and just that kind of smooth, um, you know, Hawaiian rhythm in their voice. Just the, just the man, just the way that this Pepper's energy and their vibe, man, everything just mixes well with, Kali Buds, and um, this is another song to remind us, man, spring's coming. Things are going to change. Things are going to change. And that's what we need to hear. So, shouts out to Pepper and Kali Buds for coming together and collaborating and putting this dope vibe out there. I'm sure they wrote this song quite a while ago, but it's very topical in this moment. 
Because you know what? Even if we don't see the sun, we still know it's there. It's going to come. Evan, what do you think? John, I think the song is a banger. I think that there's a lot of fun stuff going on here. Um, John, you talked about, you know, when the sun goes away, you still know it's there. What in your life is the sun that when you're not seeing it, you know it's still there? What do you have that's positive that you think about when you're in one of those dark places, when you got some clouds over you? Well, I mean, I just know that, you know, everything in life is uh, one decision from being completely different. I know that, you know, I have the power of free will. So if I don't like my circumstances or, you know, if, if I'm not content in, in the circumstances that are in front of me, I know that I always have the ability to make decisions to change that. So, you know, I think if I find myself, you know, dealing with something, I, I always know that um, I have the opportunity to reflect upon it, look inward and kind of decide how I want to handle things. If I want to do things different, if, you know, if I want to make a drastic change, you know, there's nothing holding me back except for myself. So when I don't see that, when I don't consider myself a ship on open water, just roaming free and I feel uh, caged in a little bit, just remind myself, man, I always got that choice. The sun's always there, man, even if you don't see it. It's always just one critical decision away. Yeah, man, what about you? Me? Um I mean, I've said it a thousand times on this podcast. I just try to be, it's all, for me, it's gratitude. I just try to be grateful about certain stuff. I don't know, a lot of yeah. things. I mean, for example, it's just good to hear music, dude. Speaking of which, Ooh. we've got a song. Was that a segue? That was, was a, segue. a segue. That was King a segue. Bong and Mihaly. Good to hear music. Amen. And just to make it clear, the song is called Good to Hear Music. Let's play it. Thank you for that, Evan. Yeah. Can't believe what I'm seeing as we roll down the boardwalk. My bicycle tires are turning And I'm learning to take it easier There's a melody in the air I can hear it on the shore Brings me closer to something That I've never felt before Becoming a brighter day Now that we're outside Let's follow the sound Into the night Yeah. 
good to hear that song. It's good to hear this collaboration, K-Bong and Mihaly. Very positive, great positive energy, great positive vibes, man. I feel like this song is just beaming with radiant energy. And I'll tell you what, man, it is good to hear music. Sometimes that's all you got. Music is healing. You know, music is life. Music is love. Music is energy. And sometimes you need it. You know, sometimes it helps you think clearer. Sometimes it releases dopamine. Sometimes it just helps you get through something. Sometimes it gives you something to look forward to. Sometimes it helps you forget about what's happening in the moment. Damn. It's good to hear music. And Mahali dropped a fire sugar shack session. And K-Bong is just like, you know, he's just such a, by all accounts, I don't know him personally, by all accounts, he's a great dude. Incredibly talented musician. That I can say confidently. And he's like the king of collaborations, man. He's constantly working with people. Mahali is somebody that recently put out some amazing music. If you haven't heard the whole album, go back and listen to it. It's got some fire features. That song with Modest Yahoo is a slapper, Slap City. So these two collaborating, putting out a great song like this. I get, you know, I got like a, like a, when I listen to the song, it reminded me of like, like a Paul Simon song, dude, almost <laughs> like a, like it, it, maybe that's not Paul Simon. It reminded me of an older song that I had heard in the 80s that I can't place. Did you get that, dude? Uh, yeah, I think that fits with kind of like the, it's not a falsetto voice, but it's getting close to it, like that kind of high pitch, like, like I feel that. I feel that vibe. Right, let me ask you a question, man. You're a musician, dude. Uh-huh. What what is what is the the vibe like? It's good to hear music kind of mean to you, man. Like, what does music mean to you in your life? I mean, that song just like like when I hear that phrase and that song with that context, it almost feels like like a campfire song. Like you know, it's just good times. It's just good to hear music. It's simple. But if you're asking me out of context with just the phrase, it's good to like good to hear music and how that makes me feel. Um, Man, music's everything. Like quarantine right now, I'm just sitting at home playing guitar all day. Like that's that's literally all I'm doing. I'm listening to music and I'm playing music and I'm doing this podcast. And that's like my whole life in a box right now. Um, so for me, it's not just good to, to hear music. I need music. It's all I really got. It's what I'm clinging to. It's like what I'm holding on to right now for dear life just to try and stay busy and sane. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, no, I mean, hell, from this perspective, that sounds like a good life, dude, so makes sense to me dude but but yeah that song was uh fantastic dude i I would imagine we have something else fantastic lined up we do we've got the song fade by of good nature dude i'll give you a fade dude thanks man i need a haircut pretty bad right now i'll fade you up dude Fade, fade, 
them fade away. Fade, fade, fade. If you could get back, would you? Would you give me a try? Cause I would often hold on to the promise that I could fly. Cause I have seen the worst in the highest of the skies. It's all good, just keep our cool. When things like this arrive, the storm is rolling in. Wow, dude. How <clears throat> good nature is. Dude, there are two bands right now that have been coming out with music that it, I feel like is unlike what I've heard from them before and is just on another level and is amazing. The Reese Brothers and Of Good Nature have been dropping singles where every time I hear it, it's like the songs they're coming out with are wildly different than the sound I've heard before. Um, but like, su like super complex and just like, just like, just good, good, good ass music, man. Um, I've good nature's crushing it. And this song, it's, um, I don't really know how to describe it, man. I can't put it in a box. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's going to sound stupid. It's good. Like, like in the middle of the day, in middle of the day, dude, if you're in your car driving song put on dude it like pumps you up dude it pumps you up a little bit it's high energy and um dude i'm digging the vibe of some of these songs that good nature is coming out with i gotta believe maybe like an ep or an album <clears throat> is coming and if so uh i can't wait i know last year they did pretty well maybe i'm getting my years mixed up it might have been the year before they did really well in the album of the year contest i want to say it was probably last year um, I think they edged out Joe Sambo, uh, if I if my memory serves me. But of good nature, I've seen him live. Sick horns as always. Um, great vibe, great band. And from my perspective, I feel like their music is evolving, which is awesome to see. I love it. I'm here for it. So, um, yeah, man. Of good nature, fade, fire song, fire track. And what do you think? I love. I think one of the reasons why it's hard to put this song in a box and categorize it is that within the first minute and a half, you've got almost like three distinct sounds. Like it starts off with that dancey bass, and then the, the bass kind of fades out, but you keep some of like the poppy electronic drums, and that kicks off into a chorus that it kind of embraces, you know, pop a little more fully. The drum beat mixes up a little more. It's less dancey. It's a little more. It's still getting you pumped up, but it's making you listen. He talks about, you know, he, he's seen, you know, the worst in the highest of the skies. Um, you know, you can see bad things even when you're in a great place. You know, you might not always be able to see what's going on on the inside of other people. Um, I think that song is great. I feel like I haven't heard new of good nature in a while. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my memory's not serving correct. Um, but I love this track. It's definitely different than what we've heard from them before but i'm excited to hear what's coming next no and you said you might not always be able to see what's going on on the inside of other people are you implying that sometimes you are able to see what's going on on the inside of other people uh, <laughs> uh 
John. You're making me. You're making me question the things that I say. My anxiety is sky high right now. Um, well, you know, sounds like you need a rebellion. This might be either the moment that I just quit the podcast or the moment that I put on the song "Worldwide Rebellion" by Natalie Rise. Well, one of the two. Just pick it. All right. Whatever. Oh, Natalie Rise, Worldwide oh, Rebellion. I like it. Yeah, I made that choice. Oh, no, ooh, yeah, oh, uh, ooh, yeah, oh, no, ooh, yeah, oh. I got to step deep in that. Babylon system just so the people can listen so they can hear what I'm saying I'm singing words that they're feeling cause it's the same ones they're thinking the heart frequency we're linking and then just shifting and lifting the higher love music is the source of its healing said it before now I mean it I'm talking worldwide rebellion people living in for freedom while overstanding their presence responsible for their actions taking control of emotions consciousness in the language comprehension of powers open learning and lessons universal expression pushing for just a a force you know when you listen to her her songs particularly this one is filled with positive lyricism powerful imagery even just the words that she chooses it it feels as though it's intentional um it's a very uplifting song you know i think in in a time where the world is suffering you know you need a world wide rebellion, a rebellion from, you know, the old ways of doing things or, you know, thoughts that are not um, conducive to growth and positive energy. And um, Natalie Rice, she's a force, you know, and and this song, like she, I don't know if you call it rapping or singing, like the, the, her style is like, it's very fast paced and she puts a lot, she throws a lot at you real quick and you got to be on your toes and you got to really, it's one of those things too. You know how like, <laughs> you know, like when you, when you play if like if somebody's pregnant and like sometimes they'll play music and put the headphones right on the stomach so that like those sound vibrations, that music, like they think that the baby is like absorbing that energy, which is possible. I don't know. I don't know. Idea. I'm not like a, you know, a, scientist um but i 
Or like when you fall asleep and you listen to like a different language, like Rosetta Stone, like the idea is like while you're sleeping, your sub your subconscious is picking up these um this different language. That's how I feel listening to Nally Rise. I feel like I'm listening to it, but like subconsciously I'm growing, I'm I'm gaining strength and momentum and power and all these things that are laced in a Natalie Rice track. Um, I think it's fair to say I like the song, Evan. That's fair. But I'd be very curious to hear what you think. I like the song. It's a song that I got to sit with. I mean, she's she's rapping on that song. I mean, I I didn't really give that song a heavy listen before we ran through here today. Um, And she says a lot of stuff in there. So honestly, that one I want to rewind back to after this podcast and really take a deep dive in to give you my my real good true opinion on it. Is that okay, fair, so, John? Is that okay? So I like, no, it's not it's not fair. It's not it's fair. Only the listeners. I'm unprepared. <laughs> I didn't listen to this song before we before we recorded here tonight. Okay. All right, you know what? That's okay. You can I'm not going to make up a take. I would never make up my feelings and just okay. just start talking some BS. Some I appreciate that, you being honest to the people. Would you mind apologizing to the people? People? I'm sorry. I'm not sorry to John, but I'm sorry to you. Because that's I wasn't fine. ready for you. Um, you have to be accountable to them, not me. So that's between you and them. And uh, I'll stay out of this one. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. You, you stay uh, You stay in your corner over there uh, on the other side of this computer screen. John, I haven't seen you in so long outside of just a video chat. Yeah, dude. That's pretty crazy. I feel like we should... Uh, when are we, when are we going to break when are we going to like get back together for a podcast dude I don't know we're maybe have to like I don't know we're going to have to plan that out dude like what do we do do we do we wait for the government to tell us when that's okay I think we need to wait for the quarantine to be lifted Okay All right fair enough dude well I'll be I'll be waiting I'll be ready it'll be it'll be nice to get the in person experience of um what I call the Evan Yarmo experience. So uh, it'll be nice, dude. I'll be waiting for that. Um, but for now, I'm just staring at you through my computer. Uh, and that's okay, man. Because um, we're, we're doing it. We're, we're making it work. And we're going to look back on this one day and be proud of how we persevered through adversity. Um, how we lifted ourselves up. And I know Gary Dredd and Bobby Hustle just dropped a song called Lifted. And I think maybe we should listen to it. Let's hear it. I should do Oh, I, I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Gary Dread, Ice Red. Market top, place it up, cause we get high. Lifted. Herbs up for you and fat Market top, place it up, cause we get high. Lifted. Bless by Jarasta for Market top, place it up, cause we get high. Lifted. Herbs up for you and fat eyes. Market top, place it up, cause we get high. Lifted. Yeah, we say high. 
gotcha in my lungs, I say gotcha in my brain. Like the marijuana, burn the stress and the strain. Gotcha in my heart, I say gotcha in my soul. Like the marijuana, let me take control. As far as I can see, it is a natural thing. For the herbs to burn and make you feel like a king. Pull up the rhythm, let me chant and sing. Babylon, I fall while the chalice bubbling. Spark it up, place it up, cause we get high. Lifted herbs up for you and me. Spark it up, place it up, cause we get high. Lifted, blessed by Jarastafari. Spark it up, place it up, cause we get high. Lifted, herbs up by UFAI. Spark it up, place it up, lifted. 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 This was, uh, what can I say, man? This is a perfect 420 song. You know? I thought maybe that there was some, like, bigger analogy. In this uh, in the song, now granted, we didn't hear Bobby Hustle's verse. We did not, which is a tragedy in a, in and of itself. However, Gary Dread eyes red. We did hear Gary Dread spin bars, dude. I like. I feel like Bobby Hustle, man. He put, he put a little hip hop sprinkle on this uh, this track, this collaboration, and it worked. You know, it it um it made me want to crumple up some fine herb into a swisher sweet and just construct a blunt, a perfectly rolled blunt heaven and light it and just take flight, you know? And you know, I know you can construct a perfect blunt because you don't really smoke anymore, but you rolled me a blunt for my birthday last year and gave it to me. You didn't smoke it with me. That was... That was interesting, but you did give me a blunt. That was nice. Well, of you. I, I appreciate you not incriminating me. First of all, secondly, um, it's like riding a bike, dude. You never forget to roll a blunt. And thirdly, I thought it was a pretty fucking thoughtful birthday present just to give you a blunt. I didn't know you're gonna shame me for not smoking it with you later. You know, we had a podcast to do, I and mean, we couldn't get blunted and just like we'd, we. What kind of podcast would that be? Who wants to listen to two just blunted dudes um, talking? Who? You know, who? I mean, to be fair, I think the Joe Rogan podcast might be the most popular one out there. One of, and I'm, he just, I mean, he's just getting blunted all day. I mean, he's taking dabs. He's going wild. That's true. But we're That's not true. Joe I Rogan. Not, I guess not, Evan. I guess we're not, dude. We're just a couple of dudes that like reggae rock music. And that's okay. I'm okay with that, dude. Good. You know, we're not, we're not taking alpha brain and doing burpees in the morning. You might be actually. I can see you experimenting with Alpha Brain. I really could. I'm really more of a beta brain kind of guy. <laughs> oh Jesus, man. Um, yeah, well, big, big you know, we just listened to. <laughs> we just listened to Lifted, and um, a synonym to Lifted uh, would be the verb rise to rise, and we have a song called rise with Luton Baya by none other than Revolution's Kyle Ahern. Evan, why don't you get out of spin, dude? Stop. 
has uh this whole pandemic has um just changed so many things in this world it just seems like a nightmare it's just so crazy there's been so much suffering there's so many really just horrible stories out there and like there's so much pain and suffering in the world it's it's really really tragic um what's going on and what people are dealing with and you know I think people handle that differently. You know, there's some people that are on the front lines. There's some people that, you know, are, are uh, kind of away from the heart of it and are, you know, suffering in their own way. But I think that a lot of musicians have taken this time to focus inward on being creative and making music. And we've already heard you know, a, a lot of musicians making songs about what's going on right now. I feel like that's what this song is. It's just a very, um, uh, clear look at what's happening and a message for the people that are going through it. You know, we will rise. And, and I love the positivity. I would expect nothing less than somebody from revolution, which is, uh, some of the most positive music out there. Um, Kyle Ahern is um, just a, a, a dynamic musician. He's got a great story, great dude, super talented. The fact that he's collaborating with a reggae legend in Luton Fire. I'm sorry, Fire. Um, Fire. That's, I mean, that's a testament, dude, to, to how Kyle's doing. Uh, what he's doing right now, man, he's he's killing it. And this song, it's home, man. This is another one like that Joe Sambo song, man. Throw it on when you need it because you need to be reminded that uh, that we will rise. And um, I like Kyle's vibe as a solo musician. I I really, I've said this before, I'll say it again, man. I, I can't wait to see more from Kyle. He's the man. And uh, yeah, fire track. Have anything to add? No, John. I think you hit it. We need more positivity. But 420 just passed. I don't know if this next song is related to that, but the title reminds me of that. Maybe we can listen to it and talk about that. Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. We got the song Blazing by Say Real. Strutting 
John, care to elaborate? Yes, I do care to elaborate. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like an introspective or maybe a retrospective yeah. vibe. Like you're you're blazing, blazing, looking out over the city. Like you're just chilling. You're thinking. I don't know. Yeah, it's not like uh, your typical uh, party rock getting high. You know, say real's not sorry for party rocking, but it's almost like they're smoking, thinking about when they were party rocking. Um, If you say so, Evan, then it must be, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. 
All right, dude. Listen, we have listened to a lot of damn music today. Got two more. Two more. Let's get two it. Two more. Dude. We got we the got song it, Weed Plan by Michael Rose. song is called weed plan and the premise and chorus of the song is uh to remind you to smoke all of the weed that you can and i think that's a very important message for america's youth i think um that we need to reinforce that you should smoke all of the weed that you possibly can and if you're going to you might as well listen to this song while you do it because this is a top-notch weed song um, Evan, as you know, I've cut back significantly um, at this stage of my life, the amount of which that I indulge. But songs like this, man, they make me want to get back on the bandwagon, dude, I'll tell you. Um, but I also believe in um, uh, what's the word? I can't even think of it. You know when you're doing something and you don't like you don't go all the way, dude. You don't do it all the time. So if you do, moderation. Thank you. But yeah, man, no, I, uh, I I believe in moderation. However, that's just one man's take versus Michael or Mikhail Rose's take, which is smoke all the weed you can. I mean, you love weed. What do you have to say about the song? I mean, it's a good song. I love also any song that starts with some... He didn't sound like that at all, but I'm not going to try to emulate what Michael Rose did on that track because there's no way that I could. I also like it when reggae songs start with a chorus early on. He went right from that into a chorus. A lot of reggae rock songs we listen to start with a long verse. This one went right to it and just let you know what he wants from you out of this song, which is for you to smoke all the weed you can. Smoke all of it. You're wasting time. We're running out of weed. Go get some more and go smoke it right now. We're yes. running out. It's going bad. <laughs> 
Smoke all the weed you can, dude. I love it, dude. That's a that's a banger, dude. Put it on the 420 playlist. Why not? <laughs> John, we got one more. Let's do it, man. We made it this far. We've Anyone got- that made it this far with us, too, by the way, thank you. We love you. Seriously. Hopefully this was enjoyable. Hopefully this gave you a break from the monotony of this pen, this this quarantine, this situation we're all dealing with. And if you know somebody that's really affected by it or you're affected by it, or you know a nurse or a doctor or somebody on the front line, man, we just wish you all the positive energy and we love you and thank you and spread that love and positivity to them because it is nothing but respect. Anyways, Evan, what we got next? We got the song, No Ja by Klata Bamboo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Keep in mind, it's no K-N-O-W, Ja. If it was just no Ja, we wouldn't play it, okay? We don't get down like that. It's to know, to understand, to, to have met Ja, okay? Thank you. Proceed. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This is a great song, man. This might be my favorite song ever (laughs) since last week. Um, But really, this message of, it's just a reminder. It's a little friendly reminder. That's why I love reggae music. It's like a spiritual scripture, man. Sometimes when you listen to it, it's a reminder. Like, you know what? Whoever you are, whatever you have, whatever you have going on in your life, whatever you consider valuable, whatever you know, like, it doesn't matter, man, because there's something bigger than us. If you believe that, and if you don't, that's fine. That's your choice. Um, it may not be a choice. That's your journey. That's fine. And some of you call it different things. God, God, the universe, Buddha, you know, whatever it is to you. It's like unless you have that connectedness with something bigger then this human world that we see, the materials, the, you know, whatever it is, like, it just doesn't matter unless you're connected with that. And I thought that this song is just a reminder, man. It's just a reminder to, to me, at least I get caught up in certain things going on in my life or, or whatever. <clears throat> and it just reminds me to take a step back and think about the bigger picture. And I think we all need to do that sometimes. And that's why uh, I love this song. 
And you know what? It's just a fun song to say. Uh, you know, I don't know, Evan, I don't remember how you pronounced it, but I would have said Kalata Bumbo, Bumbo. Maybe I butchered that. Maybe. And that's all right. I'm a name butcher. That's what I do. Butcher up some names. But yeah, Kalata Bumbo is somebody that I'm going to look into more because the sound no job was fire. And I thought the message was fire. Just fire all around. It's a, it's a firing squad of fire. Evan, I'm sure you have something unique and interesting to say. Go ahead. John, I differ from you a little bit. You know, I, I don't necessarily think you have to have a higher or bigger power, but I do think that believing in the interconnectedness of all things is, is huge. You know, I'm not an ultra spiritual person, but the reverberations of every action you take are significant. The reverberations of the energy that you put out there is significant. Every little thing that you do has a greater effect. Um, but I do like that the is, song. I like that we that finally got one rootsier song on this playlist, man. We didn't have a, a lot of very roots reggae on this on this playlist here today. So it was nice to get into that before we cut this off. That's true, man. That's true. That's very true. I'll tell you what, we've had a long episode. We've talked about a lot of music. We had a long conversation with a very interesting individual. We've done it all, man. What more can we do? What more do you want from us? Giving you all you know, people. let's talk about Extension Music Festival. Massive success. It was on 420. I think I think we're going to do more things like that. To you say know? specifically in case you're listening to this and you were unaware, this podcast is brought to you by Reggae 360. Reggae 360 has an artist management arm we call Ascension Music Group. That group put on a music festival on 420 with some of the biggest bands out there live streaming on the Reggae 360 page. Yeah, man, that was dope. I think Autic Empire was dope. The Irie killed it. Those are two bands I want to get on here pretty soon on this podcast. Um, Zion and I crushed it. Dan Kelly crushed it. Synergy crushed it. Signal Fire, sorry, can't talk. Signal Fire crushed it. Jackson Weatherby crushed it. Did I miss anybody? I don't think so. Everybody crushed it. Um, so that happened. Also, Illuminati Congo dropped a meditation album. Check that out. We didn't we didn't review it because it, it it's beyond reviewing at this point. It's a it's a crucial vibe. Check it out if you like meditation. Um, there's so much more that I could talk about, but I'm not going to. It's been a long episode, Evan. We're going to wrap up, and we're going to go ahead and jump into a positive thought of the week. So, Evan, if you got something, man, fire away. Positive thought of the week. You're doing great. Like every, your- time, every time we get here, Evan, it's like a surprise to you. It is. It's like you're like, positive thought of the week, positive thought of the week, and you're like thinking I'm, in your head, like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? I'm never prepared. I just spit something out, and then while I'm talking, do you have something prepared every week? Are you ready for every week for this? Dude, I've got someone prepared every second of the day, dude. I can fire up a positive thought just like that. It's just always wow. in my brain, dude. I know, like I've got a million to choose from. You know that game when you go to the arcade, you put the quarter in, you control the little hand that drops down mm-hmm. into the ball of like 
you know, toys or whatever and picks one up, dude. That's just like my brain, except it's 100% all the time, dude. So say, I, I've got thoughts. the same thing. I've got plenty of positive thoughts, but the claw just doesn't always grab. I got to put it's a couple a little of quarters in it. It's supposed to be. Right. The claw right. is just a little shorter than everything else. It's like a carnival game. It's it's rigged, so you can never win. Yeah, I have the same <laughs> problem with a lot of different things in my life, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, I got sad, dude. This is the positive time. Positive thought of the week. You're doing great as yourself. You're doing the best job you can at being yourself at all times. Everything that you've brought you to this point is just you being you. And you're probably always getting better at it. Um, you're probably pretty self-aware of who you are, why you are, and how you've gotten here. You just got to keep rocking and rolling. Just keep doing the things that you know are good for you as best as you can. And everything will work out. You'll slowly do better and better and better at many different things. As you're slowly planting seeds, you'll watch things grow. I'll say me being 27, you know, I, I didn't know how many important relationships I would have had at this point in my life just because, man, since I've been an adult, I've just been you know, exploring as many creative interests as I can and meeting cool people and doing cool things. And I'm just slowly, slowly, slowly becoming more and more of a person that I enjoy being. And it's taken every little action over time of just trying to be the best version of myself that I can. And there's been bumps in the road. There's been bridges burned. There's been all that kind of stuff. I've made mistakes, but I feel as though I'm slowly building towards something great. And I feel great about that now. John? Damn, dude. All right. I like that, man. That's real positive. I I see that in you, man. I've seen you grow as a person. And and, uh, you definitely, man, those words are real, dude. That was actually one probably. Might be my favorite positive thought of the week for me, man. Aside from that time you talked about that cat, that cat looking <laughs> around, <laughs> that was something else. But uh, no, that was really good, man. You're right, dude. You you uh, you know you're getting good at being you, and that's all you can be is you. And I don't think it's something you even need to get better at. You just are. You just are, and just you know accept who you are, dude. So I, I'm I'm all for that. My positive thought of the week, man, is like it's just this. All right, <laughs> this time is very trying for people. And if you have a roommate or a significant other that you live with or a friend or anybody in your life, give, including yourself, give everybody a little bit of leeway because we're all struggling, man. This situation is affecting people's mental health, right? And if somebody's mental health is off, their actions and the way they communicate with you is going to be off. Maybe you have a coworker that's like giving you bad vibes. Or maybe you have a friend that you're thinking like, damn, I thought we were friends. This person hasn't even checked in on me. You know, or maybe you live with somebody that's just getting on your nerves or you're fighting more in your relationship and you're wondering what's going on. Like, let's just all take a second to have a little bit of compassion for ourselves and for the people around us because we're struggling. But you know what? That's what we do struggle and we overcome and we persevere like that's just how it is that's just what's going to happen right so try to take a second right now to forgive yourself to forgive the people around you to give them credit and just understand man this situation is fucked but we'll get through it but let's be kind to each other and be kind to ourselves along the way that's why i gotta say man, that's my positive thought thank you john look sure. we're at we're at well over the amount of time our normal podcasts are. And I don't want to cut you short, but, man, I think we should just wrap this. What do you think? Dude, let's wrap it. Let's bundle it up, put a bow on it, 
and send it out to the people, dude. Maybe maybe they need it. Maybe they like it. Maybe they enjoy it. Maybe not, dude. I think they do. I don't know. I enjoy doing this. I love the people that listen to our podcast. I think they're awesome people, every single one of them. I think if you're listening to us right now, we got love for you. We want you to be a part of the squad. We want you to follow us on Instagram. Talk to us. We'll talk back. We want you to follow Reggae360. We want you to go to Reggae360.com. We want you to fuck with Extension Music Festival. All right. There's going to be another one. All right. I'm not saying anything you don't know. That one was so, so successful. We want one more. Um, but yeah, man, it's just all peace, love, and positivity. So thank you. Ed, thank you, man. And uh, let's call it. Peace. Peace.